Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapraset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for teaching your sheep and feed your sheep with the word of God. We love your word, Lord, in this house. We want your word to renew our mind, to change our thinking, and to, Lord, help us to move into the likeness of Christ. Lord, we want to know what is right, what is wrong. We need to know the boundaries, and we understand. What pleases you, Lord? And we want to do everything that is pleasing to you. We thank you, Lord, and build a family in this house. And those who listen to this teaching in the internet, build their home, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Last time we learned about the first role of the husband, that is to love their wife. Husband need to love their wife. Let me read again. Husband in Ephesians chapter five verses twenty five on. Husband love your wife just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, and that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. That she should be holy and without blemish. When I preach this script, this sermon, I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching to us, including me. I'm not a perfect husband either, and I still have a long way to improve and to grow. So we together gonna hear the word of God. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling myself what to do as well. I'm not judging anybody. I'm not telling you that I'm better than you. I'm just trying to get into the Word of God and understand how to be a good husband. And some of you here may not be married yet. You are still young, or you may be older, but you are not married yet. How many people believe that you have a gift of celibacy in this room? The gift of celibacy. You know what it means? You raise your hand. The gift of celibacy means the gift that you don't need to get married. You already raised hand, so I remember you raised hand. It's very easy to test whether you have the gift of celibacy or not. Very easy to test. If you look at a woman, and you look at a palm tree, and you look at both, and you feel the same way. Palm tree and woman, they look the same. You have the gift of celibacy. <laughs> But when you look at the palm tree and you feel nothing, and you look at the woman, and you wow, she look beautiful. Then you have a chance to get married. Okay. <laughs> Last time we learned that husband need to love their wife. How do we love our wife? We need to follow the example of Jesus Christ. Jesus loved his church, which is his bride, by laying down his life for the church. Husband loved their wife by sacrifice. 
by laying down their life for the wife. Therefore, the husband is a small or little savior in the house. Jesus is a savior to the church. Husbands are the savior in their own home. Your job is not to judge your wife, to torture your wife, or to really condemn your wife, but is to save her from insecurity, from lack of joy, from feeling rejection. Some women may grow up in a home where the parents dump them and they have no parents around. They grow up with the rejection feeling on the inside. Some women grow up with unhappy family, poverty, loneliness. So husband is a savior. Love the wife. Commit to sacrifice. Commit to do anything to help the wife to grow and to move on further out of loneliness, out of rejection, out of insecurity and feeling inferior on the inside. We have the job to help our wife to come out from all those things. That is the job of the husband as a savior, to love their wife. Not only that, the husband is a sanctifier. The Bible says, Jesus come to sanctify and clean the church, cleanse the church. So you have the responsibility to help your wife to come out from some bad habit or some wrong idea. You need to be the head of the household to lead your wife. You need to be a good godly husband to lead the wife, to help her to grow up, to become a strong woman, to become a woman that God wants her to be. I'm reviewing right now. I'm not going to go into detail. And the last thing we talked last time is that the husband should be satisfied. The Bible talks about Jesus. He said in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 28, So husband ought to love their own wife as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. You satisfy your body by looking for very good restaurant to eat. You satisfy your body by going out exercise, putting the makeup on, putting the nice clothes on. You satisfy yourself because you love your own body. In the same way, you need to satisfy your wife. You make your wife happy. You make her feel fulfilled and feel good, feel accepted. And one of the ways to help your wife to give her security in life, emotional security. You tell her that whenever you wake up, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. No matter what happened in our life, I will be here with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That's why the preacher asked the married couple in the wedding ceremony, whether in sickness or in health, for richer or poorer, I will be with you until the last day of my life. You give security, emotional security. Not only that, you give also financial and material security. I want to encourage all the men in this room and all the young men who, who has not been married yet, that as a man, we need to give financial security to the home, we need to be hardworking, faithful, dependable, loyal men. You work hard. You are the generous giver. You are the tither. You are also saving money. You are not spending on wrong things. You save. You work hard. 
you give security to your wife and your children. Work hard all the time. Don't be lazy. Don't go around doing nothing, watching TV. But you are working hard and save money since you are young. Amen. Don't spend them all. Save it so that your wife can have security in the financial area. Today we will continue the next role of the husband. First Peter chapter three verse seven. Husband, likewise, dwell with them. I'm reading from New King James Version. Dwell with them, with them, with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. Let me read from New International Version. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate. As you live with your wives, the Bible says the second role of the husband is to live with his wife. Come to this point, you say, "Oh, yeah, I already live in the same home as my wife." Let's move to the next subject. Let's move on, Pastor. I already live there. I live in the same home as my wife every day. I come home, come back home every day. But actually, I want to explain. When the Bible talk about dwell with your wife, what it means? The Greek language for the word "live" or "dwell" means to dwell with close harmony, or to live at home with intimate dwelling. Everyone say intimacy. Everyone say harmony. It's not just have your physical body sitting there. You are in front of the TV, and she is somewhere else. But in close harmony together, in intimacy, being close to one another. This is the thought of many men in the world. Many men think this way: I go out to work, I am the provider. You stay home, you do no job, you have no job. You are my wife. I'm the boss. I do my job. That is a big problem with this kind of thinking. No, your job outside is a second job. Your first job is your home. Every husband have at least two jobs: the first job at home, and the second job outside the home. The role of the wife, according to the Bible, is to help you. God created Eve to be the helper. She helps you. To build a home, you have the job to build the home or the family. You're not just working outside. Your job is to build the environment in the home of intimacy, of harmony, of joy, of peace. In other words, your first job as a husband is to build heaven in your home. Everyone say, "Heaven in my home." You want your wife and your kids live in heaven, not in hell, amen. That is your first job. To do well together has the idea of you are working together with your wife, who is your helper in harmony, to build the environment that we don't call a house, but we call a home. When guests come to the house, you don't say make yourself at house. You say, "Make yourself at home." 
Is that right? What does it mean? Make yourself at home. It means that when people walk into your house, they feel the atmosphere, the environment of love, the unity, the harmony, the acceptance, warm, welcoming, joy, rest, and peace. It's like heaven. They walk into the home. They feel rest, joy, acceptance. And harmony in the house. So your job as a husband is to make sure that your home is not a place of strife and fighting and conflicts. You are the leader of your home. You create an atmosphere of harmony in your home. How to do that? You need to be there. You need to come back home to do it. You cannot build a environment of harmony by sitting in the Restaurant every night and never come home until late at night. You need to go home. You need to be at home. Your wife doesn't marry your paycheck. She marry you. Your wife doesn't marry your car. She marry you. Your wife doesn't marry the TV that you bought. She marry you. In fact, she marry you before you even have a dime. I remember when I first married Pasada. I and Pastor Da have no money to even buy a bed or a uh, futon, which is sleep on the ground. We had a very one cheat on the ground. I did not have money at all. I was a student, graduate from medical school, have no money. She married me even before I became known or people know about me, know my name or Dr. Lahaprasit in Bellevue. No one know about me, but she married me. She did not want to trade that man, her husband, with a car or with a house. She want to spend time with you, with the husband. Whenever the outside things of the house of your home replace your presence with your wife, you are not dwelling at home anymore. Whenever your jobs, your promotion, your success, your climbing the ladder of the business. Take your time away from your presence with your wife. Then you are not dwelling at home anymore. You are married to your career, your money. And I'm the one of the person who feel guilty about this because I have at least two outside jobs. Number one, neurosurgeon, and number two, I'm a pastor. So all day long, sometimes I feel bad because all day long. I was talking to my patients. Fifteen minutes, next one. Fifteen minutes, next one. Then I did to dictate, and then talk and try to give all the energy. Try to understand my patients' sickness and symptoms, and how to perform surgery. Think and explain. Look at the MRI in the website of the hospital all day long. Then I go to the church meeting and have to prepare teaching and minister to members. But when the, the time I got back home. I did not have much energy to smile at my wife, or to talk to her, and to spend time with her, and give my more energy to her because I lost energy already in my job. I need to fight with that myself. I need to come home, and still, my first priority is to give my energy and my love and my attention to my wife and my kids, and it's not easy. Because we have so much on our plates, but I should not remember 
My home is my job too. I need to build a family. I need to do well with my wife. And I repent so many times, and I try to change my life so that I can be a better husband. Some of the men try to make so much money and climb the corporate ladder. They live with their promotion. They live with their money. They live with their job. And when they come home, they don't talk to their wife. They spend time in front of the TV and rest and eating popcorn. They don't even talk to their wife. And that is not what First Peter chapter three was talking about. First Peter chapter three talk about dwell in harmony and in intimacy with your wife. Many of us as men, we make wise and hard decision every day to make money, to make income, to get a paycheck. We every day, all the time, including myself. When I perform surgery, my mind is going on. Cut this way, cut this way, perform this way. How to do that? I spend a lot of wise thought about my job, so that I can be a successful neurosurgeon. But I want to encourage you. Please also use wise decision about your wife to build a warm, welcome, loving, heaven-like home. You need to use your wisdom as well in your marriage. When you go home, you go back to your first job. Amen. You don't go back to your second job. Your first job is to build the home. You work outside as a second job, and sometimes some wife work outside as well. So she came back to her job to help you. So you need to understand that you are helping each other in the house. You don't throw all the responsibility to your wife to take care of. The house. You need to work at your house as well. You need to work. Work is at the house as well, not just outside the house. What kind of work we are talking about here? When you come home, what kind of work? I know one thing. I cannot cook. Pastor Da will not let me grab the pan because the food going to be destroyed. I help her to flip steak sometimes. She walk into the bedroom to do something, and I notice oh, the steak is. Gonna be burned, so I help her to flip and then walk away. What kind of work at home that you do at home? Whatever kind of work that she needs, your work may be put your arm around her shoulder and say, "You are the most beautiful woman in my life." Your work may be saying, "Yesterday, my wife and my daughter show me all the movie star from Thailand." Or this movie star in the TV, TV movie star, or this woman, and I make a statement. I look at them and I say, you know, so far, I haven't seen any woman that are more beautiful than Da. She's still number one in my heart. Sometimes we watch some movie together and. Pastor Da said, "Wow, this movie star is so beautiful." I say, "I'm sorry, she cannot even match up with you. You are more beautiful." If we go back to 30 years ago, I still marry you. Amen. Your work is to encourage. Your work, maybe you say when you come home, "I could not get you out of my mind all day. You are in my mind all day long." 
I think about you. I cannot wait to pack my briefcase and go back home to meet you. I cannot wait to go back home to be with you. That is your work. Your work may be helping her to clean up the dining table, make the bed. While she is cooking, you are vacuuming the house. My job, personally, I like to take Pasada cars out to fill up the gas tank. Try to make sure that her phone is plugged in to make sure that she has enough battery in her phone during the day. So every night I will walk around the whole house looking for her cell phone and get it and plug it in before I go to bed and make sure when she wake up she has full battery to work next day. So we all work different job. I mean, some of us men you, you cook better than your wife. So you work at home maybe cooking, not me. I cannot cook. What kind of work you do? The work that your wife needs at home. She was given to you, not to be your slave, but she was given to you to be your helper, and you are the one who gonna build that home of harmony, joy and peace, in proximity, in close harmony, and bring heaven into your home. That is your first job. Everyone say, my first job is to bring heaven into my dwelling. The third role: number one, love your wife. Number two, dwell with your wife in close harmony to build heaven in your home, intimacy. The third role of the husband: First Peter chapter three verse seven again. Husband likewise dwell with them with understanding. With understanding, then NIV say, "Husband, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wife." The third role of the husband is to know and understand your wife. You need to understand and know your wife. If you are engineer, you study the engineering book. If you are a Computer geek, or you are the IT. You study about computer. But every man in the world, especially married man, has two things to study. The same book to study. Number one, the Bible. All of us need to study the Bible. And number two, if you are a married man, you need to study your wife. These two. Things are the most difficult thing to understand. To understand the Bible is not easy. That's why you have a teacher in the church to teach you the Bible. When you read some scripture, what is going on here? Oh, I don't understand what the Bible say. That's why you need a teacher. But the second thing you need to study and understand, and learn and know about is your wife. Every woman is very complex. I learned that myself. You think she likes that? She doesn't like it. You think that you have done your best and it's good enough? And she say, "No, it's not good enough." You think this is okay? It's fine. She say, "No, it's not fine." So you keep learning. This is a lifetime education. You need to learn. What your wife like and what your wife doesn't like, so that you will make her happy. 
You cannot study about somebody without spending time. You need to give time. When you want to talk, you give her an opportunity to talk, and keep listening, keep getting in, understanding what she likes, what she doesn't like. Every time you come home, try to spend time with her, either in the kitchen or somewhere. Just sit down and listen, and listen, and listen to understand the feeling, the emotion. The needs of your wife, what she likes and what she doesn't like. One thing that all men need to understand is that God make woman with complex network on the inside of them. We call hormonal system. Every woman has a complex hormonal system every month, about a week before menstrual cycle and during the menstrual cycle. The hormone is changed on the inside. She is more irritable, <laughs> more sensitive. So during that time, every man need to keep the calendar of the wife. What time of the month? So that during that period, you will be more understanding, tender, and conversational and forgiving, because she may be irritable with something that. She usually is not irritable about. You need to know her, understand her, and work with her. That is your job, your role in the house to know your wife. Sometimes you may need to get in the roller coaster with her. When she is in a good mood, wow, so good. When sometimes she's in a bad mood, you need to understand when she is in a good mood and when she is not in a good mood, a bad mood. You need to understand her body language. And what bother her and what make her happy? You come home and say, "Honey, tell me everything you gone through today. Tell me everything that you don't like and you like. I'm gonna give you my personal attention. My eyeball will be on your eyeballs, and I'm guilty about that sometimes. I need to repent many times. I will listen to you. I will not look at the TV." I will not read the newspaper. I will listen to you. Tell me everything that is in your heart, so that I will be a good husband to you. Amen. Even in some culture, I don't think a lot this happen in America. American culture pretty straightforward. Some Asian culture, they say they like red, but actually they like green. Some people don't even say what they like out of their mind. They just Go around the bush, and you know some cultures people don't talk straight. Just go around, around, and you don't try to figure out what really you mean because they go around the bush and keep going. I'm Asian, so I know that sometimes women will not say what they like out of their mouth. They just go around the bush. I appreciate American culture that we all say straightforward. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. Amen. Women need to be understood. They want their fear to be understood. They want their disappointment to be understood. They want their feelings to be understood. And your job as a husband is to understand them. Women like to have communication. You need to understand that every woman need to have time of communication. So you should set aside the time at home every night, every day, 
Sit down and listen and talk. Amen. Do you notice that men and women are different? When I sit down with a couple, I notice that men usually quiet, sit there, smile, and women always talk, 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 talk. Is that right, honey? Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Talk, 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 talk. Because women like communication, like to talk. And when I meet my male friend, my male friend may ask me, "How's your work today? Good." And that is over. Everyone is happy. Good, good. Okay, I'm good. You're good. Bye, bye, bye. Hi, fine, good. But when you talk to your wife, you cannot say good. It doesn't work. You need to say, "Today, my boss called me in, and he gave me some correction. Oh, could you please pray for me?" Oh, today, one patient show up, and she said she's so happy with the laminectomy that I perform. I want you to know that I'm so happy too. I cannot say, "Oh, my patient's fine." I need to explain. Woman doesn't like to hear the headline and the bottom line. They want the detailed story. They want you to talk. And they want you to go into all the detail. Answer. How many men in this room think this way? My wife is the most nosiest human being in the world. <laughs> she is nosy. She is not nosy. She just want communication. She want you to talk, to explain and tell all the detail about your life that day. What is going on? That's why you need to have a quality time to talk and to communicate with your wife. And if you want to add more score in your relationship about knowing your wife, is to also express your feelings. I'm very bad about this. I have to tell you because I was trained to be a surgeon, and as a surgeon, forgive me if I don't express my feeling enough toward you because. I need to learn how to shut off my feeling all the time. When I deal with people dying, people who are sick and suffering, I have to shut it off because otherwise I cannot handle my job. When something bad is happening, some people are dying on the table. I have to shut my feeling off. So that's how I was trained as a surgeon to not express my feeling that much. I think most men are like that. I remember this is a true story. Many years ago, about maybe 10, 15 years ago, I operated on a man. I even remember his name. His name is Ed. He has brain tumor that is not curable, and his wife show up in the care group in our church. The wife brought in the friend, and the wife start to share in the care group. Oh, you know my neighbor. He came to me, and I witnessed to her and. She got saved, and her daughter got saved, and she's so excited and keep sharing. And Pastor Lau or Doctor Lau sitting there. Thank God, thank God, thank God. My face has no emotion at all. And I find out later on from Ed, the husband, who already passed away from brain tumor, he said that my wife was so mad at you 
that you did not show any any emotion at all. Even though in my heart I'm so delighted, so joyful to hear that somebody gets saved, but I just oh thank God, thank God, congratulations, congratulations. Man was created by God out of the factory that all the wires are broken emotionally. Man doesn't express feeling and emotion. Most men are like that. Okay, so that's why wife, you have the job to go in to put all this wire together, connect all the wire of emotion for the husband. You need to do something. Maybe you just move to a new church. And you're so happy to be there, but you walk in, hi. Then your wife asks you, "How do you feel about that new church?" Good. Do you like the sermon? I think so. And do you like the, that the Holy Spirit touch you? I agree. And the wife keep bucking, keep asking question to stir your emotion until one eventually you say, "Oh, yes, good." You start to cry and thank God for bringing you to an, a good church. You start to express your emotion because she keeps stirring you up, stirring you up, and stirring you up to have emotion. That's why God created woman to help the man to communicate with God. Do you notice that most of the prayer meeting are for a woman? Because women like to talk to God, talk and cry and God. Oh, oh. and men come in. Quiet. Everyone said, "Thank God, Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, for giving me a job, Amen." And all the women keep talking, keep praying, keep oh, cry and oh, laugh and all the emotion and men just mm, Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Jesus is good. That's why women have to come into your life. To help you to have emotion, so that you can relate to God, you can talk to God and cry and feel the love of God and talk and communicate with Him. God used women to stir up the men to be able to communicate with God better in emotion, feeling, and communication. Amen. God did not create only Adam. You notice that when God created the sun, He said it is very good. When God created the star, they are very good. The only thing that when God created, He said is not good, is Adam. Genesis two eighteen, and the Lord said, "It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him." It would not be fun if. Adam was in that garden with the monkey, the elephant, and all this animal himself. He needs a helper to express feeling, communication, balance out. You need your wife to help you to express your emotion and to communicate. You need to know your wife. Amen. Your wife wants you to understand her, and if you make your wife happy, 
you will be happy. Amen. So I have three more roles of the husband next time. I don't know which Sunday yet. I will not tell you when the next three roles of the husband gonna show up next time. Just suddenly come up again. Amen. So we learn number one: husband, love your wife, lay down your life for your wife, sacrifice. It's not about what she can do for you. It's about you sacrifice for her. Number two, you need to know your wife, study your wife, what she likes, what she doesn't like, and also you need to live with your wife and dwell with your wife. And your job is to build heaven in your home, harmony. Work with her to build the harmony and the loving and heavenly environment at home. It's your job. Don't throw that responsibility to your wife. Your wife is your helper. You come home, still work, still doing something to build that atmosphere in the house. Amen. How many men say amen? amen. How many men say I'm repenting? <laughs> How many people say I'm going to put this into practice? Amen. amen. Thank you, Jesus. Can we grow up in this area? Can we improve? Are we perfect yet? We are not perfect. I'm not perfect either. I'm still learning, growing, and changing. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching your church the roles of the godly husband. We want to see our home look like heaven. We want to see, Lord, the home full of your glory. Therefore, Lord, remind all the men who listen to this teaching to make a commitment to build the marriage by being a good husband, godly husband, to love their wife, to really know their wife, to study about their wife needs. What she likes, what she doesn't like, to really live with their wife, Lord, the well together in harmony. Lord, may the Holy Spirit help us. We all have weaknesses. We all have shortcomings in life. We believe, Father, in your church, all the families shall grow up and give glory to you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you mind if I would like to invite the couple, husband and wife, to come out? And we will like to pray for you that God will build you up and use you if you. Don't have your spouse here. You can come out here if you are a married person. You can come out, and I will pray for you as well. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are a married couple or you are your spouse is not here, it's okay. Just come out. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Da and I will pray for you. Thank you, Jesus.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Move toward the frontier. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's do it together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. How many people believe that God can help you to build your home? How many people have expectation that you're going to have a very happy family, happy home? How many people believe that it's His will for you to have very good relationship, husband and wife? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The devil comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But Jesus came to give you life and give it more abundantly. And the abundant life includes family relationship, husband and wife relationship. Amen. Don't allow the devil to come in to kill your relationship, to steal your relationship. But let God come in to help you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ask Him, ask the Lord for His grace to come in and change you, to help you, to give you revelation, to give you self-control, to say no to your flesh, to become more like Jesus. To understand your spouse, to be patient and long-suffering, forgiving, to make adjustment in your marriage. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching your church the roles of the godly husband. We want to see our home look like heaven. We want to see, Lord. The home, full of your glory. Therefore, Lord, remind all the men who listen to this teaching to make a commitment to build the marriage by being a good husband, godly husband, to love their wife, to really know their wife, to study about their wife' needs, what she like, what she doesn't like. To really live with their wife, Lord, the well together in harmony. Lord, may the Holy Spirit help us. We all have weaknesses. We all have shortcomings in life. We believe, Father, in your church, all the families shall grow up and give glory to you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you mind if I would like to invite the couple, husband and wife, to come out? 
and we will like to pray for you that God will build you up and use you. If you don't have your spouse here, you can come out here. If you are married person, you can come out, and I will pray for you as well. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are married couple or you are your spouse is not here, it's okay. Just come out. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Da and I will pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Move toward the frontier. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. How many people believe that God can help you to build your home? How many people have expectation that you're going to have a very happy family, happy home? How many people believe that it's His will for you to have very good relationship, husband and wife? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The devil comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But Jesus came to give you life and give it more abundantly. And the abundant life include family relationship, husband and wife relationship. Amen. Don't allow the devil to come in to kill your relationship, to steal your relationship. But let God come in to help you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ask Him. Ask the Lord for His grace to come in and change you. To help you. To give you revelation. To give you self-control. To say no to your flesh. To become more like Jesus. To understand your spouse. To be patient and long-suffering. Forgiving. To make adjustment in your marriage. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Let's lift our hand toward heaven. Yes, Lord. Pastor will pray for you. Yes, Lord. Heavenly Father, Father, marriage is the institution that you established, Lord. You brought Eve to Adam. And you said that, let nothing separate them. The Heavenly Father, as Pastor Lau and I, as the leader of the church, would like to pray for all our members. Dear God, that heaven will be in every home. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray, dear God, 
that the power of the Holy Spirit will saturate into your home. The power of the Holy Spirit will come down, and the spirit of conviction will be in every heart. Yes. Heavenly Father, I pray, dear Lord, that you will please help all of us, yes. dear Lord, to love our spouse more. I pray, dear Lord. That you will give us the eye that has been closed. Open our spiritual eyes, dear Lord, to see the preciousness of our spouses. Yes. We pray, O oh God, that we will look at our spouse with thankful hearts. Yes, Lord. Think about all the good things they have done to us. Yes. Think about all. The goodness that God has put into them, Father, we pray, O oh God, that our eyes will not look at the negative things, Father, but pray about it. But we pray, dear God, that we will only look at the right thing in our spouses, Lord. Encourage them with our word, with our actions. Yes, Father, help our spouse to be where the Lord want them to be. Heavenly Father, I pray, dear God, that Your grace shall abound, that You cover every household, that You will give grace to every household. Lord, we pray, O oh God, that any wall that has built up in a family will have to be broken. In Jesus' mighty name, right now, right now, Lord, broken, 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 the wall. You cannot be there. You have to come down. You have to be broken. Every relationship, the wall has to come down. It cannot be there. It is not God's will. You have to come down in Jesus' mighty name, Father. I pray, O oh God, that husband and wife will love each other like never before by the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Yes. Heavenly Father, I pray, O oh God, the grace of God shall abound. Dear Lord, that they will come closer, but they will not come further from each other any longer. But they will come closer and closer and closer, Lord. Father, I pray, O oh God, that you will save and you will help every family in our house, dear Lord, in our church, dear God. Father, I pray, O oh God, that the husband and wife will be the great example for their children. Lord, I pray, O oh God, that they will love each other, that they will set high standard, Lord, for their children, O oh God. I pray, O oh God, that the children will see and know that the power of the Lord is in our family, and they will want to follow the Lord with all their heart, O oh God. That they will be the great vessel for the the kingdom of God. Lord, I pray, dear Lord, that you will be gracious to all of us, Lord. And I believe, Lord, and you said, dear God, as we believe, Lord, as the mustard seed, it will happen. So right now, I believe with all my heart, dear Lord, that all our families in our church, Lord, will be doing well, Lord. Hallelujah! All the problem will be solved, Lord. All the obstacle and all the hindrance and all the things that the enemy try to put in our mind and try to put in our family has to be. Uproot in Jesus' mighty name. I uproot every obstacle, every poisonous thing in the family right now in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah, Lord, Father, be gracious and be merciful to our family, Lord. Yes. I know, dear Lord, husband and wife, we love each other, 
lot, but as time go by, we can take it for granted. And the plan and the purpose of the enemy is to break down our family. So we pray. I pray right now, dear Lord, that we will all submit to God and resist the devil. Hallelujah, Lord! Submit to the Lord. Be humble to each other and resist the devil that try to break our family. Right now, resist, and he will flee from you, Lord. I pray, O oh God. Hallelujah, Lord! You come by your Holy Spirit, saturate every every home, every lives, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord! Help us, Lord, to live in harmony. Help us, Lord, to live in unity. Help us, Lord, to love each other without condition, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Oh, thirsty.